Welcome to this episode of I Don't Know Jack About Parenting, where today I'm gonna to talk about being sorry, and as a parent, saying sorry to your kids, because we're imperfect, and we hurt their feelings too. So the big question is this, how are parents like us, who don't have a manual, who are doing the best we can, who feel as though we aren't enough, how are we going to raise healthy, happy children who we are proud of and still keep our sanity in that process? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Ryan Roy, and welcome to I Don't Know Jack About Parenting, a podcast for parents who are being real with themselves. Hey, welcome back to this episode of I Don't Know Jack About Parenting, where today I'm going to talk about being sorry because sometimes as kids, they hurt our feelings as parents, right? And and, and they are going to have to say, I'm sorry. Uh, but more importantly, uh, they have to learn that behavior from their parents. Uh, so I want to just jump right into it today and, and just share with you a story. If you listened to last episode or yesterday's episode, I, I shared with you the day in the life of, or a week in the life of, and, and, and just playing dodgeball with um, life, right? So many things coming at us and we have to throw back and, and we're just dodging and weaving. Uh, and, and we just had a hectic week in this household. If you listened to yesterday and if you did not listen to yesterday, uh, my wife came home sick last night. Uh, I had a late night uh, cleaning up some work before I'm going off uh, on, a, on a day trip. And uh, so I went to bed about one o'clock in the morning. I get up at five o'clock routine, routine, routine. Uh, I don't know that I've even done a podcast about routine, but it's so important to uh, the development of kids. Again, in yesterday's, we talked about night routine, but we have a morning routine in this house that is pretty uh, spot on. It, it goes something like this. Uh, my wife is an early morning riser, but she also goes to bed early. Uh, she typically is up at 5 a.m. because that's when our 16-month-old uh, gets up. Uh, she goes down. She has her coffee. She... Uh, you know, gets the baby going. He has his milk, uh, diaper change, uh, probably getting ready for uh, for him to go off to daycare. Uh, so he is almost ready by the time I get up. Uh, it's, it's my job to get out of bed by 6 a.m. Uh, at 6.30, and I play with him while she's getting ready, I also wake up our seven-year-old. I get him ready, uh, get him fed breakfast. And at 6.55, he's off to school, usually at that point. Uh, at 6.50, I'm putting the baby in the car for my wife um, as, as she has her laptop and her bags, right? I bring the baby down uh, to the garage. She gets ready. Uh, at that point, we transition. I bring my son over to the bus stop. And this is like a well-oiled machine, like down to the minute what happens in our household. Well, this morning, uh, the wife is uh, not feeling well. Uh, she did not sleep well. So guess what? Routine gets thrown off. I was up late last night. What happens when you are uh, thrown off your routine? Um, she at five o'clock said, you hear the baby? I said, yes. She said, can you get up? I didn't sleep well and I still don't feel well. Fantastic. I will get up. Uh, I get the baby. I do her normal routine, routine as best I know how. Um, my seven-year-old gets up. He is uh, 
ready to, you know, he's like, hey, I don't want to miss the bus because the day before, I didn't even include that in yesterday's episode. It's how we started the day yesterday. Um, wife couldn't find her keys. Um, she's running around. I'm trying to help her in that process. <laughs> um, when we finally got her keys, she's backing out of the garage and the bus is pulling away. Uh, so my son missed the bus. I forgot to throw that in the mix with yesterday's uh, day in the week. So what do I have to do? I have to get in the car and get him to school. Um, so this morning, as I am getting the kids ready and she's not feeling well and, and, and I'm, I'm just getting them ready, but like I'm throwing off my routine. I'm on four hours of sleep. And I also had to go over spelling words with my seven-year-old. Uh, it's not his favorite thing to do, right, first thing in the morning. Uh, but we used to have a routine before we used to catch the bus that we would do it in the car on the driveway to, on the drive to school. And we would do it three, three, four, sometimes five times during the week. And that was plenty for him to get his practice in. Uh, we had done it multiple times. He was killing it. He was doing great. He's killing all of his, his, his spelling words. But I wanted one more round, one more practice round. If, if you got it, you got it. So this should be quick. And he's giving me pushback. Mind you, I got the baby. The wife isn't even sure whether she's going to work. I'm, tr I'm trying to fit in the spelling words before he gets off to the bus. We don't want to miss the bus. His main concern is I don't want to miss the bus again. It's just crazy. So I, I say to him, I was like, listen, we have to do the spelling words. If I have to drive you to school because you missed the bus because we're, we're discussing this instead of just doing it, then I'm going to drive you. My concern is not whether how you're getting to school my concern is whether or not you're prepared for your test today and he goes huh, just frustrated like i don't want to do this and you know i get frustrated and i say listen you're gonna have to do this whether you like it or not and we've had the discussion around and and when things were calm like listen you, you could fight me on the things that you need to do. You could huff and puff and blow the house down. But you're still going to end up doing it. Can we skip the huffing and puffing and blowing the house down? Because daddy's still going to... It's my job. I tell him it's my job to make sure you're prepared at school. If I don't do my job, then you can't do your job. And your job is to do well at school. So allow me to do my job and I, I don't know exactly what I said but I did lay into him a little bit uh, to the point where he was doing his spelling words almost in tears we got about four words in the four difficult words he was having challenges with he did them he did them right and I say come here he goes I spelled it right whatever the word was I said I know you spelled it right and you did an excellent job doing it I need you to come here and he comes over to me and his his eyes are welled up with tears. I said, what are you thinking? He says, when you talk to me like that, I feel like a failure. As a parent, 
it pains me to know that I made my son feel a certain way. And I acknowledged him and I thanked him for sharing that with me. Then I made him look me in the eyes with his eyes welled up and he doesn't want to look at me because he feels bad. I said, I'm going to look at you right now and I'm going to tell you, you are not a failure. As a matter of fact, you're the opposite of a failure. You're an amazing kid. And daddy loves you so much. And I never want to make you feel like a failure. Let me ask you a question. Has daddy ever told you you're a failure? He says, no. I said, but I'm sorry because your feelings are valid. I'm sorry that I made you feel like a failure because you're not. At the same time, I want you to understand that I have to do these things. Sometimes I have to be hard on you if you're pushing back. Sometimes I have to, and I know what I told him. I said, if you can't do the things that I need you to do, I can't allow you to do the things that you like to do. Like, I can't allow you to play an hour of video games in the afternoon if you won't give me five minutes in the morning of you doing your job. I can't do that. I'm going to have to substitute it with you doing your work when you want to play. I fit these things in because I know you're a smart kid and you can handle this and you need, uh, you, you could do the prep in five minutes in the morning, you know, five times. But if you're going to push back, there's going to have to be some consequences for that. And I didn't say it that nicely. I, and I'll be on, honest and transparent. I wasn't that nice about it because I was frustrated that he was giving me pushback. And he says, I feel like a failure. So I let him know he's not a failure. I let him know that I loved him. I let him know that he just completed the four words that were giving him uh, problems if there was any problem and he got them all right. So we weren't going to have to continue doing the spelling words because I knew that he was capable and he was going to do extremely well today on his test and that I loved him. I said, is there anything you want to say to me? He says, I love you too, dad. I said, are we okay? He said, yes. You know, and, and I don't know that I, I even said, I, I said, I just need you to know that I'm sorry. I don't want to hurt your feelings. But I also want you to know it hurts daddy's feelings when he asks you to do something or asks you to do something and you don't want to do it. When I don't think I ask a lot of you and I allow you a lot of leniency. But the reason I give you a lot of leniency it's because you're a good kid. So I never want to make you feel like a failure. See, at the end of the day, there are times that he doesn't want to say I'm sorry. But if I say I'm sorry and I tell him I love him and I tell him that he is amazing and that he is a great kid, he's going to believe those things. But it doesn't negate the fact, and I said this to him, his feelings are valid. I can't tell you not to feel that way, but I'm sorry that I'm the one that made you feel that way. I don't ever want to do that. And I want you to know daddy believes in you and you are not a failure. I'm sorry. They're humbling words because as adults, we think, 
ah, you know what? I'm the adult. I'm the parent. They should listen to me. Here's the deal. We need to listen to them. His body language, his eyes welling up, his frustration. I love, love, love the fact that he was able to say, in no he's in a safe place, I feel like a failure. Because if I don't ask the question, if I don't read the signs, if I don't step back and evaluate what I did, if you as a parent don't step back and evaluate what you do and say, how did I just affect this child who's welling up in tears going through his spelling words and just pause? What was more important, the conversation or the spelling words? The conversation. And when I step back and I ask the right question, what are you feeling right now? I feel like a failure. See, if I were to guess, he's upset. If I were to guess, I would have thought he was upset because I told him he wouldn't get his video games as much. But when I asked him the question, and this is what this is all about. This is what this parenting thing is all about, asking the right questions so that we can respond appropriately. And then if we hurt feelings or we did something, being able to apologize for it. So that's this episode. We'll see you in the next episode of I Don't Know Jack About Parenting. Guys, this is my struggle. Um, I believe if you're listening to this podcast, you love your children. I love my children, but I know, I say it all the time, I'm going to mess them up somehow. And somehow, maybe today or another conversation is going to scar him for life and he's going to come back and say, remember when I was seven and you said X, Y, Z? And I'll say no. He goes, that really hurt me. I hope that I deal with those situations as they come along and he continues to know that he's loved. We'll see you in the next episode. Do you want to be the dad you wish you had? If so, go get my free book, Be the Dad You Wish You Had, at bethedadyouwishyouhad.com. Inside, you'll find my most effective 40 tips to quickly and easily transform yourself into the ideal dad. Go to be the dad you wish you had.com now and get it while it's free.